Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stibbins Zang Show, episode 66. Eric, in this episode, obviously, UFC 273, much anticipated fight card. We're going to be breaking it down. Who we think is going to take uh, some of the fights, our parlays as usual, giving the fans uh, something to bet on come this Saturday. Um, but as always, before we jump into the episode, roll it! Welcome back to the Stibbins Zang Show. Like we said, UFC 273. My God, Eric, much anticipated fight card. Uh, a lot of good fights. A lot of heavy-sided favorite fights. Yeah. Uh, it is definitely a tough card to bet on this weekend. Um, just before to start, as you can tell, I'm a little congested. It happens, you know, the nose a bit stuff changes the voice. So that's why I sound a little off, a little sick. That's all. Just a little nose congestion, a little thing. And I keep sniffling. I apologize. But um, Eric, like we said, 273. There's a lot of good, you know, the main card's good. Even in the prelims, you got some good ones. Um, and I got a couple fights that are in the prelims that we're going to add to our parlay because why not? Some well-known fighters. I'm surprised that this Rosen streak, March and Tiber one, isn't on the main card. Instead, it is uh, Vince Pachel versus Mark Madsen. Uh, a couple of guys in the lightweight. Rank 20th, something overall. Anyway, though, we'll get to them. But first, let's go by in order. So uh, our first prelim fight, like I just mentioned, Eric, Jazinho Rosenstreak versus Marchant Tibera. This is a heavyweight bout. Uh, Rosenstreak, uh, Rosenstreak comes in as a favor under 155. Tibera is plus 135. Um, and Eric, I'm going to say it right away, I'm taking Rosenstreak. I'm taking Jazinho Rosenstreak. Um, you know, what we saw in that Curtis Blades fight when those two fought, uh, it, it, it's telling that Rosenstreak is improving his grappling defense. Curtis Blades, you know, a dominant wrestler, one of the, you know, probably the most dominant wrestler <laughs> in the division right now. Yeah. Um, we've seen him hold guys to the ground, win three round fights from ground control. Um, what was that other fight he fought a long time ago? Remember when he got plucked in the eye and his eyes swell up, uh, but he still won that. It was a fight night. I forgot three rounds, but anyway. Uh... Um, we've seen it? him sakai yeah it was Santos. Where... I, don't, I, don't... Oh, I forget it was a three-round fight and he got like hit and, like his eye was swollen but he won the fight anyway okay. we've seen him this is gonna be a three-round fight we've seen him uh we've seen curtis blades dominate and he was not able to do that against rosenstreak so obviously it goes to show the grappling defense for him has improved and uh rosenstreak eric a heavyweight not very much movement from the guy. You know, he plants his feet and just kind of like swing. He's got power, obviously, in his hands. Uh, kickboxer. And he plants his feet and just sends haymakers right to the chin of their foes. Um, and, you know, he uses his hips very well when he sets up those, you know, those kicks right above the knee that he likes to do. He's really got no jab uh, when he plants his feet. It's, he's not looking to jab anyone. So he's got no jab. He's not going to be using a jab uh, this weekend. He, he, he mostly relies on his calculated heavy shots. Uh, you know, sometimes he'll go for body and then, you know, your guard will go down. He'll hit your face up against the cage. And uh, yeah, he's got takedown defense. And um, like I said, his hands, he's got a low guard. And so when a fighter, when they have a low guard, you know, instead of this, it's hard to read where they're going to be landing their shots, right? It's kind of all over the place. So he can use that to his, his advantage and to his disadvantage. We know like when you got a low guard, your face is unprotected. So it kind of goes both ways, you know? And so, um, but he's a dangerous fighter and Marchin Tibera, like we know he's a grappler. 
He's going to be looking to take to take Rosenstreet down, but he's not going to be able to hold him on the ground for ground control because that's what Tibera is going to be looking to do is win from ground control. He's not going to be able to do that against Rosenstreet. I can promise you that. And um, I don't know, Tibera, he tends to back himself up against the cage a lot. Uh, when guys put pressure on him, he backs up. Uh, and when you do that against a guy like Rosenstreet, it's not going to end well when you're backed up against the cage. And this guy's just landing haymakers at your body, your face. And... Um, you know, he's a big guy with knees. He loves to use his knees when they're in grappling. But again, it, it, he's a decent wrestler. But at the end of the day, the guy wins decisions and his game plans are the same every time. He's going to try and grapple. He's going to try and send knees to your body. Um, and that's kind of how his fighting style is. But Rosenstreak, I've seen a lot of improvement from his grappling defense. He's not going to be able to stay on the ground. I'm telling you right now, don't expect Tibera to hold Rosenstreak to the ground. He will get up. And when he's up, he will be, you know, just piecing him apart with these heavy shots, planting his feet, backing him up. And yeah, I got Rosenstreet, probably a KO, Eric, honestly. KO, yeah. second round. I think the first round, Tibera might win because the grappling, that's where he'll start his grappling. And then he'll be like, oh my God, like I won the first round. I'm going to try and do the same thing in the second round. And Rosenstreet's going to be able to read that. He's going to know what's coming. And I think he'll get a KO. I think he'll he'll get a clean shot. Tibera will fall and ref will call it or... Uh, they, like, they're refs, right? What, what do we call them in UFC? Officials? Yeah. Yeah, official. The officials stop it. I say, yeah. yeah. KO, second round KO. I think it's, yeah. I'm feeling a second round KO. I don't think okay. it goes third round. I think Rosenstreet's there to knock him out. Okay. No, no. Very fair. Um, good analysis. As a yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, before the show, I even told you, like, this was only this is the first yeah. fight where I'm like, I'm not I think sure. it's a lock. I'm taking this as my lock. I I know I'm I am betting on. Well, you'll, you'll you'll see my announcement. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, the reason why I think it's such a close, like, or I, I think it's a close fight. Just I, I think it's gonna be close, just off the fact that it's a three round fight, right? And from like a betting point of view, or like well, every time we watch, we know that. If it's a short fight, not too long. Wrestlers, yeah. The wrestlers usually, if you can hold down the person, like obviously you're not gonna like you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, no, I know what time, you mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially in a three-round like, fight. Bawal Muhammad fight. against Steven Thompson. Exactly, Piss me exactly. off. Exactly. Oh, and all you have to do three rounds. So that's yeah. like three takedowns and you win the fight, basically, you know? So mm-hmm. or even two takedowns, right? Because you, all you need is two, you know. Two rounds. So that's how I see it. So that's why for me it's hard to analyze this fight because Usually when there's a wrestling or a grappler, like yeah, I tend to go that way. But I we know that Rosenstrike, he fought the best grappler in the division already in Blaze, right? And yeah. he obviously he lost. lost. He got taken down three times. But we like we watched a bit of the fight. If, 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 if it wasn't yeah, a domination, like Blades did not yeah, dominate yeah. the the take that the exactly. control. Time. And if you look at Rosenstrike's um career so far in the USC, he has three losses. He's, Curtis Blades, who we know is going to be, he's going to be, he's always at the top, right? Uh, Nganu. Hero Gone and Nganu, right? So those are, those are fine names. And the rest of his wins, all KOs. So we yeah. know he's got punching power. We, and we also know that um, Tybura, when he's up against the cage, he gets knocked down and he gets yeah. knocked out. So that's what, and the fact that Volkov, too, who we know is Rosenstrike and Volkov, I'd probably put them on the same level. Yeah. We know that Volkov beat Tybura. That was his last fight. So, yeah. That shows me that um, um, Rosenstrike has a good chance of winning this. The only thing is, before that Volkov fight, Tybur was on a five-fight win streak. So he beat Spitvak, who we know is a good fighter. Yep. But obviously, he's more of a wrestler, right? Um, and he also beat Greg Hardy in there. So not the biggest 
not the best fighters, but to be honest, if I had to bet on this fight, I'm, I probably will. I'm probably going to bet on a Rosen strike. Yeah. But um, you can never count out a wrestler. We, exactly. We know how many times I, has it happened where, like, the wrestler will just, like, take down the guy and, like, they'll win the fight and you, you're watching the TV trying to – you want to punch I know. TV, you know. You're just – it's so annoying, but it's part of the game, you know? Like, we've won money off people just grappling. You're like, yeah. that Gilbert Burns versus Steve. Even Thompson fight, I, I put money on Gilbert Burns because I knew he was just going to take him down, and that's what happened. Obviously, it wasn't a fun fight to watch, but I won money on, I won yeah. a lot of money off of it. So that's how I see it. Um, I think I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bank on Rosenstrike being able to either knock him out or, hey, if you can, if you can hold your own against Curtis Blades, I don't think Tybura is that big of a jump. Exactly, because Tybura, when I think of him, he's a guy who could probably beat, you know anyone you know 8 9 10 11 12 13 yeah. 14 15 like yeah. i'll take tiber but once you get to like that top six in the heavyweight i don't yeah. know if you can compete against those guys because there's just they're too elite like Derek lewis he won't he wouldn't yeah. beat a Derek lewis right he lost a Derek lewis exactly yeah. and it's you know he already lost you know he won't beat a sirogan he won't beat a Nagano. he and rosenstreak yeah. rosenstreak is one of those guys i put up there too who who is very similar to Derek Lewis, who all he has to do is yeah. land one punch and you're out cold. Exactly. Like, exactly. exactly. Like, so um, that's what I think is going to happen. I think it's, I don't think it's going to be a decision because I think if it goes to decision, I find it hard how Rosenstreak would have won that mm -hmm. fight. Mm -hmm. I think like if he's landing shots, like there's a good chance he's knocking someone out. So I'm taking, we're taking, we're both taking Rosenstreak. Yeah. Uh, I still like Mar. He's a good fighter, Marching Tiberius. It's just he's fighting some good fighters right now because he's yeah. been winning so much. He's on the, the fight streak. But anyway, moving on. Um, ooh, we got the other, we got the other Irishman, uh, the yes. Connor McGregor, well, not wannabe, I wouldn't say, but no. very heavily influenced uh, this person, Ian Gary versus Darian Weeks. Um, Ian Gary, he had his UFC debut, got a, got a first round knockout. Um, he's a great regional fighter. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, he, I don't, how many fights has he fought one in the UFC or two? Yeah, one, one. one. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know much about him. So I went on YouTube, tried to find some of his regional fights. Um, and he's great regional fight cage warriors. He, he's great, man. He's, he's pieced up some good fighters and he picks people <laughs> apart. I mean, yeah. especially those who challenge him and say like, yeah, let's go toe to toe. Like Ian Gary will pick you apart. And, um, you know, in his, in his debut, he did get a first round knockout, but yeah. he looked a little jittery. Like, I guess yep. the nerves were yeah, getting to yeah. him and it's his UFC debut. But once he settled in, his confidence came back to him. Like, man, he, he's a dangerous fighter. And so, you know, like I said, cage warriors, if you go look at some of his cage warriors fights and, you know, tell you everything you need to know about what kind of fighter he is, he's a dangerous guy who can piece you up standing up. And he, he, he's a forward pressuring, uh, attacker. Like he, he, he won't hesitate. He'll come at you. He's not afraid of anyone. And that's what, that's why I'm taking like Darian weeks is a good fighter, right? He's a great fighter. Um, this is this is this this is what I'll say about Darren Weeks. Ian Gary's so good that he's knocking people out, but Darren Weeks is good enough to survive three rounds, in my opinion. So it's probably going to be a decision win for Ian Gary, unless Ian Gary like shows me something. Like he'll his stock will heavily rise if he's able to get a first round knockout here against a good fighter like Darren Weeks. But uh, I really think he'll be able to survive three rounds. He'll go do a decision win. Uh, Darren Weeks, man, looked great against Brian uh, Barbareno. Uh, he fought him on one week's notice and, um, he looked great. And so obviously he has no KO power, 
Um, and he has a very average fighting style. There's nothing very special about his fighting style, Eric. It's very average. Any average fighter, um, you know, he'll, he'll mix in some kicks and punches. But, you know, if he tries to pressure you and Gary, he's going to get pieced up. I think he'll be able to eat the shots, but it's not going to look good on the scorecard. And um, he, he's probably going to try and pressure Ian Gary because what else does he have to do? What else is there's no other th- elements in his game to be able to ca- uh, counter the offensive pressure of Ian Gary. So I think he's going to try and pressure him and he's going to learn that Ooh, I should probably not do this very early on because Ian Gary, I'm telling you, the guy's real deal. He's got some he's got some good fight uh, in his hands. He's got some good uh, some good striking uh, capabilities for yeah. sure. So decision win for me, Ian Gary. OK. Okay, no. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so as Ian Gary said, uh, he's not a want. The thing with not Ian a wannabe. Gary's, I didn't mean to say wannabe, but he's yeah, heavily it, influenced by McGregor. Exactly. So as he even said, like, because he's an Irishman, right? So yeah. he, he, he's just doing his thing, right? But a lot, like, obviously, UFC fans, they like their Irish fighters, you know, yep. especially. So just being Irish will hype you up and his fighting style and everything, like, hypes him up too, right? So that's why like, even in his post-fight interview, he said... Wise Irishman before me once said, "We're not here to take part. We're yeah. here to take over." Right? So you know he's he's got that all the Irish people behind him, right? So he's got some hype to him, and that's why I believe that um, this Ian Gary's got this fight locked up. Um, if you just look at Darren Weeks, obviously he has one fight in the UFC. He's five and one in his pro career. He's got yeah. one loss, really close loss though. Um, it, it was a close fight. Um, just by looking at the numbers, it looked like he won, but I, he got the unanimous decision loss. So, just from that, um, I can tell like this is what happens with most most of these fighters is it's they win one fight and then especially with Ian Gary who's Irish and he's got some hype behind him, right? Like yep. no one would be talking about this. Like who talks about his, his second career fight? Like why would we be talking about this? You know, so but he's got a lot of hype. It, yeah, it's, it was kind of like uh, Patty. So as we know with these fights is this is kind of a setup, right? Not a setup, but it's like he's made to win, right? So if I had to bet money, I'd put money on I don't know, man. Darian Weeks is a good fighter. Like, he's a yeah, good yeah. off-the-coming fighter, but... Yes, yes. You're right. But that's, I, I was, but that's, either, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Historically, especially this early, there's no way, like, you know what I mean? Like, I doubt that Ian Gary, especially with all the hype behind him, like, there's, yeah. I don't think... And also, as you said... Ian Gary, uh, last fight, he, he didn't look the smooth. That's what happened with Patty Pimlet too, right? Yeah, Remember, yeah, it was a little yeah. shaky, but he won his second fight. And it's just, hey, it's a hype train. So, UFC loved their hype train. I doubt they're going to let Ian Gary. Like, obviously, it's not a very, it's not a setup, but. I know what you mean, because that's an interesting thought. And we're going to talk about this fight coming up, but I feel the same thing about Aldermaine Sterling. Okay. Because of, he's he is, um, he is African, right? He's got some, uh, uh, yeah, I believe, Jamaican, yeah. I think. Yeah, Jamaican. is it Jamaican? Yeah, I think so. Or is it because I remember like UFC, you know, UFC, they want to grow their African fighters. Uh, oh, okay. They want to have a, a like, you know, they want it to be a, th- a thing over there, right? Uh, the UFC to be their their sport and more people involved. So that, I know what you mean about the hype. That's what I was thinking with Al Jermaine. Whereas mm-hmm. like if it's a close fight, the UFC might actually give him the win because they want that. They want it, their, their sport to grow in the country. But um, yeah, for sure, you could say the same thing about Ian Gary. And yeah, the, no, but the Irish. I, I, I think Ian. I, I don't. Like he's good. We'll He'll prove why Al- he'll win. He'll prove. Why yeah, like he's win. we'll talk about the Aljo thing later. But I don't think because I just searched it up again. Yeah, he's he, his parents are Jamaican, and also I don't think Aljamain Sterling is one of those fighters that 
the UFC would like hype up. I don't know. Like they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of trying. To well, yeah. Up. I mean, the guy has been a bit of a, he's, he's been clowning a little bit, obviously. Exactly. But. Exactly. But yeah, coming back to the Ian Gary thing, um, especially if, if you look at his fight, uh, fighting style, he's six, three, right? So he's six, three for, yeah. a, for a Walter. That's really tall for a Walter, right? Uh, 170. And if you look at him, his style, like, uh, from his last fight, I remember watching his last fight. Um, Hey, he's a, he's a decent fighter. Um, he was hyped up in his first fight. He's hyped up again. I'll put money on Ian Gary. Like, so far, as we talked about, I have Rosenstrike and Ian Gary, my parlay. I'm, I feel pretty confident with those two. It's a decent parlay. They're not heavy, heavy, super heavy. I don't know what Ian Gary's is, but I don't think they're super Ian heavy Gary. favorite. Oh, they're super heavy favorite. Ian Gary's an under-365 favorite. Okay, that's not that. Well, it's not that bad compared to what we're compared to some of the yeah. Well, yeah. obviously, but it's still like, like at first well, three to one favorite. Rosenstrike's not that big of a favorite, eh? He's like no, he's no. pretty close. That's why yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, I understand why because the grappling and yeah, yeah exactly. I see how exactly. they're putting it, but um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I have Ian Gary in this fight. Um, I think he's gonna win. Uh, pretty. I hope he's gonna win because I'm gonna have. I think I'm putting like $200 on this parlay. So, uh, <laughs> dude, maybe I'm, I might actually too. Cause uh, I, 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 cause especially with these big fights, like with the, the odds are so bad. Like you said, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm super confident in it. So that's why I'm going to tr- start trying to stack these up. But I think I'm going to try and restrict myself to like 150. Cause 200, if I lose that, I'm, uh, I'm going to go broke a bit, you know? So, uh, absolutely. And now we get to this awkward fight. Where I don't really know two of these guys, because mm. I'm not really involved. Like, I'm very new to UFC. I t- maybe you can explain it to me. I don't know why this is on the main card. <laughs> uh, but Vince Pichel versus Mark Madsen, okay. two lightweights, uh, ranked in the twenties. Um, Vince Pichel is 39, so I don't know if he was a big fighter back in the day. Um, and so you know, now we're these guys made it onto the the main card. Lightweight Mark Madsen is an underdog plus 110. Pachel's versus under 130. Mark Madsen, Olympian grappler. Eric, however, yeah. I've seen some of his fights I watched on YouTube. His grappling has really impressed me for an Olympian. And so I've, you know, Vince Pachel has kind of impressed me more at this point. And, you know, no matter what you do to Pachel, he's a guy who, um, does not slow down because I was watching his fights. <laughs> some of the fights he's, he does not slow down. You know, so, he gets hit, man. He he does not hesitate. He wants to end the fight quickly. And uh, whatever you pull at, whatever you try and do to him, he won't slow down. But he is 39 years old, so the wear and tear on the body, obviously. Uh, but he looked great versus Jim Miller. Uh, he will be taken down, obviously. Mark Madsen is an Olympian grappler. He will be looking to t- for takedowns. And Vince Pichel, I believe, will get taken down. However, he's always going to he's gonna try his best to get up. I think he will break um, the takedowns and will get up. And so... Um, I think he's just going to keep wearing him down. And so, like, I, I wouldn't lock this down as anything because I barely know the two. And that, I, don't, I find it strange that they're on the main card. But, um, yeah, Mark Madsen, I feel like he's going to ex- exert a lot of energy with all these takedowns that he's going to be putting down because he's an Olympian grappler. That's, like, his game. I don't know about his striking game, but he's going to exert a lot of energy with these takedowns. So maybe even Spichel, that's where I think he finds uh, he finds his advantage to uh, his time to, to to piece him up, Mark Madsen, when they're when they're on the feet and when he's tired in the second round, probably like Mark Madsen probably wins the first round because he gets takedown ground control. And then Vince Pichel's like, OK, I'm not going to let you take me down for three rounds and do this nonsense. I'm going to try and bow and get up. And I think he will. And Mark Madsen's going to I think he's going to get pieced up. Um, I'm going to say a decision win for Vince Pichel. But don't put this in your parlay unless you are confident with who you're picking, because 
I don't have much to say about these two. I uh, yeah. don't really know them. So, yeah. <coughs> okay. I'll yeah. say decision so, yeah. win. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so as you said, obviously, I'll be honest, I didn't even know this was a fight, but I can kind of see why this fight is happening. Uh, maybe not on the main card, because especially, as you said, there's Rosenstrike on the prelims yeah. right now, so it's like kind of crazy to think about. Um, I think they're probably replacements for, because uh, I'm pretty sure Kelvin Gassum was supposed to, and Imov were supposed to be on the card, but they got yeah. removed, because first, Imov had a visa problem, and then after, Kevin Gassum got injured. But so, yeah, I think it's probably a replacement. But, uh, yeah, so obviously you said the uh, the Olympian in Mark Madsen, he's undefeated in his MMA career, so maybe that, there's a little hype behind that, right? Um, Vince Pichel, obviously, he's a little on the older side, right? Um, they're both on the older side, actually. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very weird that this – I don't even know why we're talking about this fight. Uh, I just find it weird that it's on the main card. I want to know – like, I didn't do my research into it. I want to know why. But but I think it's because it's a replacement for the Kevin Gassman. I'm pretty sure. But then why not just move up the Rosenstreak from the prelims, you know? Yeah, I don't know. But that that should be a main card fucking fight. And the thing is, I kind of want to add this to my parlay, but I I don't know enough to bet. It might be a last decision. It's 50-50, just like – Right. So. Exactly, and I don't want to ruin my fucking two hundred dollar parlay on this yeah. random fight. You know, I'd probably <laughs> like Mark Manson just gets a sub in the first round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially what what I find with the UFC is the more like, like usually in the main cards and everything, the favorite tends to win a lot, and then in the prelims you get a lot of like, you get more of the iffy iffy where like, um sometimes the underdog will win just because like they're more unknown right and there's not enough research made because they're yeah. prelims right so that's why on these more unknown fights is i find it hard to bet but on the main cards with fighters that like i've been watching and stuff it's easier to bet on yeah i don't know i'm gonna go with my gut that's all my gut's telling me pachel um don't bank on it in your parlay like we said yeah but, I, but I, that's I, what I'm my gut's telling go me with, uh, the, the other, um, madsen the yeah, olympian grappler because you, you you know when it's a 50-50, I'll just go with You got to go with the wrestler? Yeah, Fair enough. Wrestler. I probably won't bet on this fight, honestly. I don't know yeah. why. Again, baffles me. But I get even a replacement fight still. Come on, Dana. Got to set that up <laughs> properly. Uh, next fight uh, in uh, for the women's UFC division, Mackenzie Dern, Eric, versus Tisha Torres. Mackenzie Dern comes in as the favorite. Tisha Torres comes in at the underdog plus 100. Mackenzie Dern is under 120. And, man, Eric, this is my... First upset alert. Uh, oh, maybe yeah? the only one yeah. in my card. I'm taking Tisha Torres. Tisha. Oh, Tisha Torres. Tisha very good. Underdog. Oh, yeah. This is why oh. I like. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. I Tisha didn't know Torres, that. Tisha wow. Torres. Very good that. wrestler. Very good wrestler. Um, you know, Mackenzie Dern's also a wrestler. She, she can be looking to try and submit Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres will not get submitted. I can <laughs> tell you that. Um, obviously, for in the women's division, Eric. Uh, in the UFC, being a smaller fighter, like as a woman, it makes it harder to grab onto you, hold on to you. Um, you're able to kind of get loose, escape grabs and stuff like that. And so that's why I think Mackenzie Duren's going to struggle with Tisha Torres. And Tisha Torres, man, she's a good wrestler and a good kickboxer. Now, this is where I'm confused, Eric, because I just recently, while I was looking into this fight, Mackenzie Duren, when she was getting for her fight against Mackenzie Rodriguez, she said she's only she only started to hard spar. Then in, she was at top 10 in the division area. Hmm. Like, like, I don't want to say anything about women's UFC divisions, but like, it goes to sh- like, what's going on here? You're top 10 in your division and you haven't hard sparred. Like, 
what? Like that can't be it. Like, what do you do? You, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. I've no, only started the, the hard spar. What do you mean? It's not the worst. You're top 10 in your division. You have to be, you have to know how to strike. You can't just, you have to I, hard no, spar. From your start. But it, it, it's not like you have, okay. Even like, cause sparring. Okay. Like if you think about a hard spar too, like a, it, you need it, but it's not, I don't, I don't think it's a do or a die situation. I don't sure. Think sure. Eric, maybe if you're the 25th ranked women's fighter in the division, not in a top 10, I just don't, I don't get it. I feel like those components need to be worked on when you're yeah. going through even the top yeah, ranks but, of your no, division. They mean a, uh, like a hard spar, so like light spar, like, you, you know, like touching up, but like they're saying like going to hard spar. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you need to do that. Like, you need to do that. Every fighter does it. You need to do it. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I'm shocked. That's why I'm taking Tisha Torres because Tisha Torres is a good kickboxer. She's a good wrestler. Yeah. And I'm surprised that she's on it. Well, she's lower the rank, but I think this is going to be like a TKO, TKO uh, finish for uh, Tisha Torres, honestly. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah. I honestly think Tisha, I'm taking Tisha Torres, TKO. Is, okay. This is a three round fight, right? Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, TKO second round maybe second third round tisha torres okay. i think she might get the back mount the back just start wailing on her maybe she goes um yeah i just think it's gonna be a tko i think it's gonna be a finish uh not a sub though i think it's gonna be okay. a tko finish yeah so is he is she actually the underdog in this fight mackenzie Dern's the favorite because the last time i checked which was like three weeks because not gonna no, lie, yeah, three weeks ago everything yeah. changes so I was I was watching this fight and like the because I know Tisha Torres from I was watching her Angela Hill fight, um whose card is on the Derek Lewis no not the Derek Lewis I think it was a Derek Lewis card, yeah it was a Derek Lewis versus Gone card I remember I was watching the fight, um and I didn't know much about these fighters but it was a really good fight uh hundred yeah. plus strikes for like it was super entertaining and like I was like wow Tisha Torres really good I remember watching the fight it was super entertaining so. That's when I was like kind of a fan of Tisha Torres because she beat Angela Hill. They had they had a fight previously, mm -hmm. um, and she also won that fight. So it's like, and Angela Hill was up there too. So um, I, uh, Tisha Torres on a three fight win streak right now, um, and she, if you look at who she fought, like she's always been at the top. So her losses, she has a loss to Rose Namajunas, which is pretty fair, right? We know yep, she's obviously Jessica Andrade. We know she's always been at mm -hmm. the top. Joanna Janjacek. Yeah, we know she's one of the greatest, right? Uh, John Wei Lee, one of the greatest. This one's interesting. She has a decision loss to Marina Rodriguez, which is kind of interesting. Mar Marina Rodriguez is the person that, yeah, the no, person that um, Mac Mackenzie Dern just lost to, too. But she lost to oh, it's Marina Rodriguez. Oh, did I write Mac Mackenzie Rodriguez? <laughs> did I mix up the names? I think I mixed yeah, up yeah, Mackenzie so, Dern, yeah. So it's so, yeah, so <laughs> just the, used her, her first name, her, her the last loss. That Tisha Torres has is against Marina Rodriguez in 2019. Yeah. Since that fight, she's been off. Uh, Tisha Torres has been on a three fight win streak. Beat some good fighters, especially Angela Hill. Angela Hill is a really good fighter. Um, like she's really badass. So the only thing for me in this fight is originally I'm like Tisha Torres. I'm gonna take Tisha Torres 100 right because I, I watch her. I want her to yep, win yep. too. So that always adds when I'm betting. I, I like to bet on who I like too sometimes. For sure. Um, But then after I, I looked up some Mackenzie Dern, if you look, you you know what these submissions, man. I, yeah, I, I hate know. betting. I hate the, gra like I hate betting against grapplers, but. But she's a wrestler too, Tisha, man. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's scary, man. Like 
like you never know with these these grapplers or yeah. like you get like one good position boom it's over like you get behind their backs you submit them it's over like you can be the best you know what i mean yeah so that's why for me especially mackenzie dern i know how good she is and um it's it's hard for me i just don't like betting on the 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 finish either a submission finish right because yeah it's super it's like you know paul craig like the only way he wins is by submissions yep. or not he gets messed up you know so yep. it's it's risky but he, he gets it done sometimes so that's why especially in this fight if i were to bet like if it goes a distance it's gonna be um tisha torres but if there's I'm just I'm just scared of the submissions. That's all. I think if it, 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 if she can avoid all the submissions and everything, she's gonna I win she by will. decision. Exactly. But Mackenzie, hey, the submissions. You, you, we've been through this, you know. Like no, I know, um, I know. Pe- Pena got upset. Charles yep. Oliveira got got upset too. Like just these submissions are scary, man. Like you're watching the fight, and even like Ortega. Remember, like you get one yep. position. Ortega, I'm yeah. Fight, I'm like, oh no, no, no. So I think I'm gonna throw Tisha Torres in my parlay. I'm probably going to be shitting bricks the whole time watching the fight, but I'll probably do it. I just don't think Tisha is going to get into that position. Like, she's she's not going to put herself in that position to let Mackenzie Dern uh, get the sub or, you know, leave herself vulnerable. She's a really good wrestler. People underrate her wrestling skills, yeah. and she's a good kickboxer. So, I think on the feet, like, she knows Mackenzie Dern is going to be looking to take her down, try and submit her. She knows that. Everyone knows Mackenzie Dern's game plan. And so, like, you know, if she can figure out a way to counter the takedowns, I mean, she's a good wrestler. She's got to, you know, she'll try and stop the takedown uh, attempts with her defense. But man, if this stays on the feet, you know, even like, I don't know, maybe even Tisha takes her down and goes for ground control on Mackenzie Dern. Who says Mackenzie Dern's getting up? You know, who says that? Who says Tisha Torres can't take her down and and go for the submission or rear naked choke? You know, I don't think Mackenzie Dern's the the type to be able to get up if someone takes them down immediately, you know? Um, So I think Mackenzie Dern has just, fought a lot of good strikers and she's been able to do her game but now it's different with tisha torres man it's yep. completely different when you when you're fighting actually someone who has the same wrestling back not background but the same components as you yep. and so i'm gonna take tisha torres i think she's you know she's got more components to her game that are gonna make her a bigger threat and Mackenzie dern she is dangerous at, on the ground with her subs which i think tisha is going to be able to avoid that perfect yeah exactly so- Okay, just to show, to, just to show you, because right now it seems like that's crazy <laughs> that you took Tisha Torres. Because yeah, um, I've always been big on Tisha Torres. Look, I'll even show you. Look, I remember I was talking with uh, one of our good friends, Jeff, yeah. and we're, we're, like we have like a committee. Bets, yeah, parlay, yeah, our bet committee, and oh, uh, you probably can't see, but Tisha, Tisha Torres, Torres. I see it. it. She was a you, there's a minus there. You know, she was a favorite. Oh, one, okay, know? yeah. So the fact that She's now a under. It's a good thing, right? Because now yeah. she's a, she's. So I don't I don't know how that switch happened, but I, hey, for my betting stuff now is good. I, I like it. So absolutely. Um, and oh, I'm so disappointed that the MLF Kevin Gassum fight. I know. Uh, pull out because I was gonna bet against Kevin Gassum, and I was very confident in that too. So because I'm not gonna lie, I'm I, I need to add this Torres fight in just oh, yeah. off the fact that she's an underdog. The underdog and. The other fights aren't multiplying a lot here, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> not big multipliers. Some, exactly. So, um, I, I, there's not a lot of multiplications here. So, no. Torres, especially now, with, with, yeah. as an underdog, a hey, you gotta multiple, lock her in. I feel like exactly because uh, you know, you know what? 
I mean, we'll get to it. We'll show, we'll tell people the numbers yes, that yes, are coming yes. up because it's ridiculous. But, but yes, so right right now, this is why I'm. T- if you're if people, I, I feel like people are watching. People told me they're gonna watch um, our analysis. So, this is Chow Everest Dixon. Is he gonna listen to me this time or you? I know. Who knows? Know. Who knows? Hey, I know Everest Dixon. Maybe I think no. I got the perfect right parlay hey, in the UFC London if fight. Regan, well, if Regan or Everest are watching right now, oh, bet um. If, okay, if this if if some okay, there's some people that watch because you know if Regan's watching, <laughs> Al Jermaine Sterling, Korean Zombie, Gilbert Burns, lock it in. You know, three three <laughs> fight parlay, put fifty dollars <laughs> on it and just look at the amount you're gonna make and just yeah. ride with it. Just ride with it. <laughs> but yeah, so so far this is what I have. So um, well we can probably so I'm I'm gonna be betting two hundred dollars and right now I have Rosenstrike, yeah, Tisha Torres and Ian Gary so far. And then okay. I'm gonna add three more the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. next fights too. But we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. So the Tisha Torres, I'm not gonna lie, this is the one I'm most more most scared about. There's a reason why. So if you can, when I was texting Jeff, I I told him the fights I'm scared about are Tisha Torres and the Rosen Strike fight. Yeah. Those are the only ones I'm gonna be shitting my pants about. The rest yeah. of them I'm pretty confident. But we need these shitting pants bets because it's not like a shitting pants. Like I'm not like I remember when people asked me about Dan Hooker and all that. Like I was not that confident. Like you could go back. Like I was not confident, but like you know what I mean. But like yeah. these ones, like I'm kind of confident, but like, like I'm like it's, it's a hard card. Like I said, exactly. it's, it's a, a hard very card. hard fight card very to bet on. So um, I hope Tisha Torres comes out with the win. I, I really like her fighting style. I really like Tisha Torres. I'm I'm a fan of Tisha Torres. So I I I hope she because it'd be brutal if like because you know when you're watching the, the fights, especially with people, right? Most of the like, if you if your card messes up in the prelims or like, or oh, like I hate the, it, man. The first few it's fights, the worst I feeling. It's I immediately worst go feeling. to make a new one because your whole thing is ruined. But the best feeling is what happened in the in the last one is where all the prelims hit and the the little oh, yeah. uh, main events hit, and then you you start stacking up. You you know you get the Kevin Hollands, Rafael dos Anjos, and then yeah, you yeah. hit the last fight, and all yeah. you gotta do is hit the last. Those are the best ones, right? So, mm. um, hopefully. Um, the, the three ones here because realistically, um, I don't, I'm, I'm probably gonna watch these fights, but these fights are a bit earlier, so like sometimes, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. People, oh, I don't usually get to watch the prelims, exactly, exactly. Like, most of the times when we want to watch this fight, like, we only get there for the main <laughs> yeah. car for the main fights, right? So, so I just hope they win, you know, so, um, yeah, that's why, um, um, listen, yeah. I'll say this I am, I believe. You don't fact check me, but I believe I am a hundred percent accurate when it comes to betting on prelim fights. Even though I haven't seen one. Oh yeah. I think, <laughs> I think every time I bet on a prelim fight, I've hit, okay. but I haven't watched it. And I just go on my bet way, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of my fucking parlay no. is off to a hot start. No, but no, no, but the fact that uh, you also have Tisha Torres because I have Tisha Torres for my own reason, and we didn't even talk about this fight. So the fact that you did your own research and I have your of own course. opinion about it, and we're, hey, I'm confident Tisha. I'm not gonna lie that. That puts me over the edge because I did my own research. Yeah, and you thought I was going to take Mackenzie Dern. Uh, I I didn't know, but it's, it's just because I didn't know she was a underdog too, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Because now I want to bet. Because the thing is, what I was going to be scared about is is I didn't want to bet on all the favorites because that's I what know. I've been doing recently. You know, betting on all the favorites, right? Yeah. And then what happens with that is one of these days like it's not always the favorite like you sometimes most like you know you you, you never yep. know with these fights so i know especially la- like last card i bet on only the favorites and yeah. i and i hit but like it's kind of rare you know so um I, i'm like 
it happens pretty often where all the favorite ones, especially in yeah. this card where like there's some heavy favorites. Some heavy favorites. Very heavy. So I don't know oh, if yeah. you're transitioning here. We're yeah, we are. As we let's get to our first heavy favorite of the UFC right. card. Hamzat Chamayev. Hamzat Chamayev, Eric, a five to one favorite, under five hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. Gilbert Burns plus four fifteen. So there you go. Yeah. There's your first lopsided bet of the night. Um, man, all I can say about Hamzat is believe in the hype. Believe in the hype. Yeah. Believe, believe what it. he's telling you. Eat it up. Yeah. Eat it up. Eat it up. Because don't doubt it. Yeah. Don't don't doubt what he's telling you. Because man, this guy, all he does from the time he wakes up. Yeah. To nighttime, if he's not driving around with Darren Till in a car or anything like that, or taking, you know, he takes the train at night when he can't sleep. Oh yeah. You know, he sits in the train and he just rides. Anyway, if he's not doing that, he's training. He's, pra- he's training, he's working on his ground yeah. game, working on his striking game now with Darren Till. I mean, this guy is a pure dominator when it comes to grappling. I mean, we saw what he did to the leech. That was just yeah. a domi- domination. That was dominance to its purest form, yeah. what he did to the leech. So, um, you know, this could be, dude, he could get a first round TKO. That's how crazy the hype is. Like, yeah. he could, they could start off, he can do the same thing he did against the leech. I, I don't think he will because it's too telling. Like, where Gilbert Burns, Throws a strike, hands that dips, takes him down, two leg takedown, boom. Gilbert Burns is not getting up for the rest of the round, you know, type yep. thing. And so, um, obviously, Hamza hasn't been hit, you know, but he, he's got one strike against him in all his fights or something, something like that. Some ridiculous, yeah, like not stat. even real strikes. It's like not even real strikes, like, exactly. Like and so, he, he, if he's been hit, <laughs> if he's been hit, if Gilbert Burns does land a hit on him i think it might shock him it might surprise him because he's never been hit that or that hard or anything like that so there's that to look out for uh but man this guy f- has fought on middleweight eric he is a big welterweight he is a big man big boy um and gilbert burns is a lot smaller uh than him and so i think he's got the strength and the power over him and he's, he probably has at least 10 pounds of muscle on gilbert burns going into this fight yeah. i mean the guy is just a beast i think i don't know it's going to be a finish. I'll tell you right now, it's a finish. Ain't going decision. It's just when at one point is Hamzat going to finish him? Because Hamzat obviously wants the belt soon. So he's no. going to want to make, he's going to want to like he, yeah, put on a show big, here and yeah, exactly. stock. So he's not going to wait. He's not going to wait till the fourth, third round to do stuff. Like first round, I'm telling you, he's going to be looking to finish Gilbert <laughs> Burns back mount TKO, yeah. you know, wailing at his face. He's going to try and mount his back, maybe a rear naked choke. I'm just like, just take him, put him in your parlay. Hamzat's a lock. He's a future welterweight champ in my eyes. If he can work on his striking, you know, then Usman is done for. Like, Hamzat will eat Usman up. And so, um, I'm going to take Hazma, Hamzat Chumayev. First round, t- first round TKO. First- yeah, yeah. First round stop, first round sub, either one. First yeah. round stoppage. Exactly. It's, it's ending. He's not going to wait, man. He wants, yeah. his, he wants the title shot after this. After this, yeah. He's gonna want the next if he if he can finish him in the first round, boom, title shot. So yeah, exactly. I don't know what he'd be waiting for. Exactly, and w- with these fights, I-, I find like you just can't overthink it, man. Like I know over like the more you analyze it, the the more like these ones are so. I feel like these ones are easiest ones to bet on because you know how dominant Hamza. Like, this guy has shown no weakness. I've been following this guy ever since he joined the UFC. If you can watch clips from like a year ago, like we were talking about Hamza Shimaev, like yeah. before, like. Any like I think after like a second like we're already talking about Hamzat. So I think after his fight in the middleweight or something like that. Exactly, and and then yeah. The only okay, the only thing 
about Hamzat is his weight cuts are tough, right? Because yeah, like, for for they're tough. But if you look at his shape now, like I, I've seen, I've watched him. He, he looks in decent shape. He looks like he can get down to one seventy pretty easily. Doesn't look like where Darren, like Dar- yeah. Darren Till on the other side when he had to cut down to one seventy. This guy almost like this guy <laughs> was fucked every time he had to go down to one seventy. You know, because this guy. But Hamzat's a different breed, man. You'll with, with fighters like these, especially he's from Chechnya, right? Just straight mount, you know, like it's just a different, like he had to leave um, his country, uh, go to Sweden just to fight. Right. Just like he has a different mentality, but everything, like, this, this is a do or die type of he's his he mentality, mentality. Is, yeah. exactly. He's, you can't compete with that type of mentality as, as good as I love, I love Gilbert Burns, man. He's one of my respect. favorite fighters. You got to give him respect yeah. for taking yeah, the you fight. Give, oh yeah, for sure. A lot of respect. And nobody he knows wanted. that if he wins this fight too, He's back up there, right? Because he already uh, lost Kamara. Yeah. But uh, you can't sleep on um, uh, Gilbert Burns either. Just off the fact that, hey, don't forget, Gilbert Burns knocked down Kamara. Like, technically, knocked him. He hit, he hit him with a good shot. He dropped him for like. And then what did he do? He lost. What yeah. did he do? But, no, I know, I know he lost. But what did he do after he, he knocked him down? Nothing. He laid on I his know, back, Gilbert yeah. Burns. He didn't do know, anything. First of all, people say. Uh, sorry for interrupting, but people say like, yeah. "Don't sleep on Burns's jujitsu." Hmm. Oh, I'm gonna friggin', I'll take a 12 hour nap to that jujitsu. What like, uh-huh. who has he submitted? No, no, no. okay, no, no, no. Mike oh, Davis? You... No, no, no. Okay, well, okay, you can't say like that because don't forget. I think, jiu- yeah, but that's why pe- people are saying jujitsu like Hamzat, like he'll be able to do something, like he'll be able to compete on. Oh, he won't. He won't be able to no. compete on the ground with Hamzat. No, exactly. Like when you talk about jujitsu. Gilbert Burns is, I think he's a world champion in jiu-jitsu. Like, he's one of the best. But jiu-jitsu is different because jiu-jitsu, the way you fight, you're not, you don't have to worry about someone punching you in the face and stuff, you know? When you're doing jiu-jitsu. You, like, when someone's on top, like, when you're on the bottom in jiu-jitsu, it's not a bad thing because you can, but yeah. in a fight, if you're on, on the bottom, like, you're, you're getting pounded, you know, it's completely different. Yeah. So that's why he hasn't used his jiu-jitsu that much. Um, the thing with Gilbert Burns too, man, his reach is really small for a what like, he has a really small reach for uh, a Walter Wade. We know that he's a 155er, or he like it, realistically, like he's not a big, the biggest. Well, no, he's not a big Walter Wade. Walter Wade. Don't forget, <laughs> hey, not to diss up Dan Hooker, but he got knocked down by Dan Hooker, man, which is kind of like. And Dan Hooker don't knock people out. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but ever since that Dan Hooker fight, he went up to Walter Wade and he was on a, what, a five, six fight winning streak until he, he met Kamaru and then yeah. beat Wonderboy. So the fact that he couldn't even submit, if he's that good in jiu-jitsu, I know he's good in jiu-jitsu, but if you can't submit Wonderboy Thompson, what are you going to do to Hamzat, man? But Hamzat is just too strong. I, I, don't, I don't even know why we keep talking about this fight. I really like Gilbert Burns. I think um, the UFC a did a good job. chin too. Yeah, like. so I just think Hamzat just, too, like, if you look at Hamzat, the whole, everything about Hamzat, the hype, not just the hype, but his fighting style and just his mentality and like him and Darren, like just everything about it tells me automatic. There's a reason why he's such a, a big dude as an 11th ranked fighter. There's a reason why he's such a big favorite. So I'm telling you, don't even think about it. Put money on Hamzat. Don't even think about the money that you can get if you bet on Gilbert. Don't yeah, dude. Think when are we ever going to see Gilbert Burns at a plus 415 ever again? Yeah. Ever. Exactly. I mean, the guy's great. I mean, the way we're talking about him now makes him sound shit, but it's just yeah. because he's up against Hamzat. If he was up against anyone else, uh, in the welterweight division right now, besides Kamaru or, yeah. I don't know, like if he fights Colby, is this fight a lot closer? Are the yeah, odds yeah. a lot closer? Yeah, the Probably. odds are gonna be closer, but give me Colby's Hamza's. not gonna be a five to one favorite against Gilbert Burns. And but so, I, 
but I still think Hamza would be a hey, I'm not gonna lie. If he beats Gilbert, I, I see Hamza. I think Hamza can be a favorite against Kamaru. I think the betting that's yeah. what the odds are gonna say. I think probably I think the, I think the hype is gonna be real. And if, if he goes in first round and submits him or yeah. TKO, yeah, he's gonna get the next title yeah. shot after Leon. And then exactly. and then Kobe won't Kobe can run all his mouth. Hamza will be like, I don't exactly. have to fight you, brother. Like, I don't need to fight you anymore. But and, the, the uh, whole, yeah. But another thing is for me with Gilbert is it might sound this, but I don't think Hamza will be able because a lot of his submissions are rear naked chokes. Okay, because wrestlers yep. usually your submissions are rear naked chokes. Yeah, because you get the back mount. Exactly. Easy. But I think I, I think Gilbert Burns neck is too big. To, like it's no, not even a disc. You, That's, this why exactly, That's why I'm saying TKO. That's why I'm saying TKO. I don't think he can get under that. Like even if you get under that, I think there's too much stuff, like... too much muscle there or something, and you won't you won't be able to. Sit, like I think that's why he's such a good jujitsu guy because I think this guy's. Because people are like, his... dude, what the hell's your? Where's your neck? Exactly. Like, like that's what. Hey, think about it. Like that guy's neck is this that wide. Like, I how know. are you gonna submit him? You know. So that's but why he will I, get the back. He will get the exactly, back. Exactly. Exactly. And I and I think his not his chin is too fragile, but uh, I just think Ham. Hey, we've talked about it. Hamza's too much, man. Like, there's too much, no... man. We can move on. Fuck. Just move. lock it in. I, I'm... Lock it in, guys. Lock it in. We're, we're, we're adding it to our parlays. Lock it in. Lock it and, in. Yeah. Put any put a thousand dollars on Hamza. Yeah. Do it. Just Hamza fight. I mean, you you'd actually lose money. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five to one favorite. You wouldn't make any money. Yeah. But uh, uh, fuck. He hurt. That hurts a parlay, though. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. That definitely hurts yeah. a parlay. Definitely hurts. Definitely hurts. So maybe make another one, Gilbert Birds, if he gets lucky. Who knows? One shot. Yeah. All honestly, one shot to the chin. Maybe is all he needs if he's yeah. able to land against Hamza. We'll see. Anyway, we move on to this much-anticipated bantamweight rematch. Aljamain Sterling versus Piotr Yan, number two. Um, Aljamain Sterling, I said he was, I think he was African. He's from Jamaica, from the Caribbean. Um, They're having their rematch. As we know, first time, uh, Piotr Yan actually lost his, disqualified, illegal knee to the face. We're not going to call it a lot. Every time you you lost, you you have to do this. Yeah. It it was a domination, but like, I think like it was still close. Like, yes, yes, yes. Sterling, yeah, you know what I mean. But here's here's the part where obviously a lot of people are hating on Algermain right now. Yeah. Uh, this is why they're going. This is why the, the betting is very heavy because Algermain Sterling's really like he's good. People like they're doubting him because oh, yeah. of like his oh, yeah. end, but he's a good fighter. If you get to the ground yeah. with Algermain yeah. Sterling, like there's a good chance you're getting submitted. And you know to be a plus three sixty versus Piotr Yan probably doesn't warrant that, but because of the hype, because of you know the buffoonery that Algermain's putting on right now. You know he's got the book, how to what was it UFC Rules One Hundred and One. You know, yeah. He, he, he no, posted for dummies. Yeah, like, yeah, first yeah. video was fine. Then he posted a second video about yeah. it in a completely different oh, location, yeah. and I was like, hey, like, come on, Algermain. Piotr Yan is in the gym as we speak, yeah. getting ready to beat you. Okay, this is where people are pissed off, though. Okay. First fight gets knee in the face. Eric, how long did it take him to get to his feet? <laughs> I, I don't like the guy like, was rolling yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh he my knew, god! Like, knew, yeah, guy was rolling. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't see. I need my trainers. Like, bro, let me name you some fights, Eric. Stipe versus Ngannou. Yeah, remember when Ngannou did to Stipe? Boom, Stipe's up. Curtis, Curtis Blades was sent to oblivion. Versus yeah. Derek Lewis <laughs> was still able to get up. Sanhagen had a flying knee to Frankie Edgar. Yeah. A flying knee, pretty much the yeah. same thing. Yeah, Piotr Yang got or uh, Aljamain certainly got. He's up for the the celebration, not celebration, but the hand raise. It's just I think a lot of people were looking at that 
rolling around and being like, hey, Alderman, you're kind of selling it um and we're not buying it what you're trying to do right now it's like get up get on your feet like we know we know you got need in the face but come on you, you, i need my trainers on like i couldn't see like we get it the knee was real we're not doubting that you got need in the face but come on we've seen people get hit harder done worse get knocked out by bigger dudes okay like in ganu so come on it's time yeah i think that's what a lot of people that's what <laughs> at least i'm <laughs> i'm criticizing him i think a lot of people criticize him for yeah. that though um and just like what he's you know trash talking he got he had to pull out of a, a scheduled fight you know they were supposed to fight earlier he had to pull out because he was still injured he was pretty much just trying to hold on to the belt as long as he could uh but now it's yeah. uh it's coming down saturday and he's a good fight Aljamain sterling listen he, he's great on the ground uh he has a lot of submission wins yeah. um he does you know and i quote he said i will grind yan against the cage that will not happen i guarantee you that he will not do that to Piotr yan yeah. uh but he is ripped he is a big guy for bantamweight um so he's you know he's taking care of his body very well and it was a very uh it was a very close fight the first one i think where his problem happens is his cardio is you know he mm-hmm. couldn't keep the same pace as Piotr yang yeah. and he eventually fell to that so if his cardio is kind of the same thing as round as in the first fight then Piotr yang Rounds four or five, Eric will be eating him. But Piotr Yan, we saw versus the Sanhagen fight, fought really good. Fourth round, he 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 won that round. But then you get to the fifth round against Sanhagen, Eric, and like he looked normal, Piotr Yan. Like he looked yeah. vulnerable. He looked human. Corey Sanhagen was landing some clean shots. Even Aljamain Sterling, after the first round, I think in their first fight, he had more significant strikes landed than Piotr Yan. Piotr Yan, it's very possible that he could lose two rounds in this in this fight. Very possible he loses two rounds, man. Uh, depending on, on on his game plan, you know he can lose round one, then win the next four. He can lose the first two, and he'll win the next three. That's how I see Piotr Yan. And so um, he does lose rounds, especially after good rounds, like good out like uh, outputs that he shows. Uh, he'll win it, like let's say round three, then maybe round four he'll lose. Who knows? That's kind of what happened in the Sanhagen fight. But you know he's from Siberia. He's a cold motherfucker. He doesn't mess around. Wait, he, Siberia. I'm pretty sure, no? No, Russia. Yeah, but where's I? Dude, our geography needs help. We definitely need geography. <laughs> what, bro? Yo, I'm, no, I'm cool with geography, bro. It's, uh, it, no, you're not. Be quiet. It's Russia, man. <laughs> what do you mean? No, he's straight Russian. No. Peter Yan, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Here we go. He's from Siberia. He lives there. There's no way, tra- no R- Russian man. Yeah, I know that, but is he not Siberian, no, or is he? I he's living in Siberia. I don't. I don't. Know. I mean, he's Russian. He was born in Russia. Yeah, like I think he lives in Siberia. I don't know everything about Purian Russian. Yeah, know. Russian Maybe. Siberia, kind of the same. Anyway, I'm pretty sure he lives in Siberia right now. His okay, family okay. lives there, okay, even fair. though he's from I don't know why I couldn't pronounce that state from Russia. Um. But yeah, he's just the point I was trying to make is he's built different. He's Algermain Sterling will never be built like that. And Piotr Yang is yeah. just on another level mentally. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's going to give him the advantage here. Um, I think it's going to be a decision win. Don't think Piotr Yang's going to get a knockout or anything like that. Not really a guy who does that type of stuff. He just kind of like yeah. pieces you up and wins by points. So I'm going to go decision win, Piotr Yang. I mean, I can't. I mean, this was the fight I was scared of betting on. I, like yeah you look surprised but Aljamain Sterling like people are gonna overlook him but yeah. then I thought to myself like I could never look at Piotr Yan the same if he loses this fight I could never look at him the same yeah. if he loses this fight so I just for him for me losing is not an option 
in my yeah. mind for him. I just don't see it happening. Exactly. Or else I, I wouldn't be able to see Piotr Yan the same. Because the guy's just yeah. the way he carries himself at press exactly. conference. Everything. Like, he yeah. knows he's winning, right? The way yeah. he talks. He's like, I know how UFC fighters have to act like that. But you know what I mean? Like, guys like Hamzat, uh, Volkanovsky, Piotr Yan, like, those guys just... Or like Khabib too, like even Khabib when he was dominating, he's like he knew in the press conference, yeah. like you know, like he just he knew, and that's why I wouldn't be able to look at him the same if he loses this fight. So I don't, I, I don't I think Volkanovski has that though, but yeah, I know what you mean about like Volkanovski is a bit more because he has. Oh, he's killing right now the featherweight. Yeah, yeah he's had yeah, some close fights. Exactly. So, but yeah, but so is Pure Yan. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. got some close okay. fights. No, no, Sanhagen was a close fight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um. I, yeah, I'm done. I'm good to go. You're good. Okay. Yeah, I just like I don't think he's losing the fight. Okay. Exactly. Hey, same with me. Um. So hey, if you're betting on this fight, it, it, it most of these fights, especially the last three we're gonna talk about, um, I'm I'm confident the fighter wins, but I hate the odds. I'll be honest. I I don't agree with any of the odds. I don't think they should be. None of them should be that big of a favorite, especially yeah. this because I was I remember um when this fight happened, I was watching it live. Yeah. They, they were actually even. It was it was a fifty. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So I'm I I was like okay, I was like oh well, I I don't really know these fighters. I was like okay, give me Aljo. Um, he's under like he's he's fighting for the belt. So he's yeah. like give me Aljo, and I was watching. I was kind of supporting Aljo because I I didn't really know much. I you know when you you watch yeah. a fight you just choose someone, and then I'm like oh I think he's gonna lose the fight, and then this happens, and then I was like oh whoa whoa what just happened, and then it just and then now I I didn't I. I, I really liked Aljo at the time, but then I hated how he reacted to the whole thing. He just handled it so not well. Like just I'm, the rolling um, around, man. It's like exactly, um, exactly. And um, I think we talked. I think that fight was like a year. Yeah, more than a year ago now. Wow. So that's that's how long Aljo milk. Like this guy was up for been a year. Milking you know? it, man. This guy's been milking exactly. the championship. <laughs> Literally, because you know now when you go on the thing, it's like longest lasting champions. He's up yeah. there now, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> It's kind of funny because this guy has like he doesn't even deserve it. So, um, yeah. So you can even w- watch back the w- my analysis on it. We we're talking about it. I remember I was like when I was watching, I was like, what? What? Because I didn't understand it. It, it looks so weird. Like, like I I don't know. If you want, it was a year ago now. Um, it's probably one of our early episodes, but uh, it's kind of crazy that we're going full circle here. We talked about the first fight. Yeah, I I remember talking about it. It was on oh, okay. the Amanda versus Megan Anderson fight. Um, Israel Adesanya was on that. Who was he? I don't remember. But uh, well, I remember. I don't Amanda remember Nunes. talking about Adesanya only once. It was the fight. I don't know, Robert but I, I guarantee you, we were okay, talking maybe. about this fight. I I remember talking. I, you have to go back 100%. far. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, I think I I just don't know how Aljamain would win. That's the only thing. Sub. I remember watching the fight. His pace is really quick, like especially for like. He has a really fat, like he started off crazy, man. Yeah. His movements, but he's he's very unorthodox. So the way he fights is very like you don't know where the shots are coming from, and he's that's why his, his name is the, the Funk Master. So he's very like funky when he fights. So he's very like you don't know switches stances, always like don't know where the punches are coming. He jumps on you, you know. He doesn't really, really care how he looks. He just just trying to mix it up, you know. So what people sleep on is Aljamain has 15 fights in the UFC, and he only has uh. Two, two, three, two losses, two, three losses. So this guy has like twelve wins in the UFC, which is kind of crazy. That's a lot of wins, man. So people sleep on him. He don't forget he submitted, um, Cor- uh, Corey Sanhagen. That was a huge underdog fight. Um, he got his back and submitted him. And Corey Sanhagen, he he's a he's a brand belt, brand belt in jujitsu. So it's not like he doesn't know that can happen. So, but I can't see, uh, Pierian getting submitted. 
I can't see him getting taken down. Last fight, don't forget, Algerman's supposed to be like the wrestler, right? The guy that would take it to the ground. He, he only landed in one takedown, and it was barely a takedown. And um, every time Aljo would try and take him down, Pirion would grab him, judo flip him on the ground, and he got uh, Pirion got seven takedowns from that. So, <laughs> so hey, that's what happens. And Pir- if you look at Pirion, like, this guy is so sturdy. He's he's so like strong. Like you can tell, like especially for a one thirty five, like he's so sturdy. Um, so that's why I think I I just can't see Pirion losing this fight. I think if it's on the feet, he uh, Pirion's way too good, and I don't. Even if on the ground, uh, maybe not jujitsu, but I'm saying like I don't think Pierre and scared on the ground either. Exactly, but I, yeah, and I've I, I saw a video. It was Pierre scrambling on the ground, and it was this bigger guy on him, and Pierre like, "Hey, um, d- dinner if you can submit me." And then he goes, "It's like they wanted he wanted lobster or something." And then the guy tries to submit him. Pierre if you look at me, it was beautiful, man. This guy goes, like he's just scrambling, like. If you, a nice scramble is good to watch, man. Like if you watch mm. a nice scramble, like someone's in a bad position, he's, he goes on his back. The guy's behind him. He's he's got he's got a, a half mount. The guy's like, okay, give me a half mount. Let's see if you can escape it. Gives him a half mount, and then he's just scrambling. He goes hands behind the back. Like it was crazy, man. Like after watching that, I was like, okay, there's no way Al just submitting him. So I think this is a guaranteed Purian win. I don't think From the odds- awesome average dude trying to fight Piotr. You're like Al yeah. Aljo can't do it. <laughs> No, but it's, it's just like, I don't understand how um, Aljo win this fight, you know? like so it has to be a submission. Yeah, it has to be a submission. But the only thing the last fight I also saw is maybe if Aljo's cardio got better and if mm-hmm. he can even keep, keep pace. that pace. Exactly. So the thing what I liked about Aljo kind of is last fight, he was not scared of Yan. He, he got taken out, got back up. He was the one that brought the fight to Yan. So yeah. if he can do that again... But keep the pace the entire time and just keep going, keep going. I could see a lot that happening. closer. Exactly. And I know that Aljo, I, I know people like the mocking and everything, but he's a he he works hard, man. If you look, he's a big dude now, so yeah. I don't know how good his cardio got, but Aljo, like, like I, I know like he knows he milked it. That's why, like, now he like he knows like he doesn't really care. Like he, he's just milking it, like so now he's gotta prove himself, but he knows he has a big chip on his shoulder. And if he wins this fight, man. No one will ever mock him again. So, from that, he doesn't have a lot of pressure on him. So, he, he should be able to come in this fight without, like, any pressure, knowing that if he loses, whatever. I'm already getting mocked. It can't get worse. Yeah. Or if he wins, no, everybody will shut up. Like, I'm telling you, like, I will shut my – I will not never disrespect yeah. Aljo again, you know, unless it's, That's like, another funny. disqualification win, you know. So, um, that'd be crazy. Imagine two back to back. Imagine two knees to the but face. I, I, think for Ryan, I think you read the rule book now. So, um, <laughs> hey, give me Pure Yan. Add him to my $200 parlay. Let's go. Yeah. Listen, don't expect Pure Yan to come out guns a blazing. That's not his yeah, game that, in the that, first yeah, round. That's what he does, yeah. That'll be Aljo's game. Aljo, you'll probably be like, well, what are these two saying? Like, Aljo's piecing yeah. this guy up. <laughs> Pure has great defense. Um, he knows what he's doing. So, don't worry about yeah, that. Exactly. Now, now on to the main event. Of the evening, obviously not the most anticipated fight, Eric. There's probably more anticipated fights on this card with yeah. Hamzat and this Aljo Piotr Yang fight, but yeah. nonetheless, we still got the featherweight champ Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. Volkanovski, Eric, is a seven to one favorite. This is the most egregious odds that I've ever seen in UFC. He's under seven twenty. <laughs> Korean Zombie is a plus five hundred. Uh, <laughs> so you make money off Korean Zombie, like. I'm not saying don't bet on him, but like, if you're if you're willing to lose some money, 
And if there's a big payout, like, I don't know, put some money on Korean Zombie. But anyway, Volkanovsky, like, Brian Ortega fight, we talked about it. Stylistic, accurate, pieces people up, very similar to Piotr Yan, um, you know, chops the calves. Uh, he's very, um, very similar to Piotr Yang, where he has um, striking defense. You know, he has great striking defense. Uh, he, he doesn't come out guns a blazing. Uh, he kind of picks his moments. Whereas, you know, the Korean zombie's a guy, you know, his nickname, the Koreans, he named, named himself yeah. the zombie because of his relentless pressure, his forward yeah. aggressive pressure. And I think that's just going to like not help him in this fight at all. If he's just going to try and like yeah. run up on Volkanovsky and, and, and go fist to fist with him. I just don't think it's, it's going to work out. So um, Volkanovsky is just better. I feel like in mostly every way, he's got the better cardio. He's got yeah. the grappling. Uh, he's got the stylistic fighting, uh, got the defense, um, you know, he's, I believe he'll drop the zombie eventually. Um, in, in one of the fight in one of the rounds, I think he's going to drop the uh, Korean zombie. Uh, maybe he'll get a TKO from that jump on him, but, um, he's a big guy Volkanovsky for a small dude. He is small dude. He's like what? Five, five, something like that, Eric, five, six. But he's Ooh, a Volkan yeah, Volkan yeah Volkanovsky. Sure. But he's a sturdy dude for his height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know Five, he's six. been ready, Volks. He's been ready after that fight against Ortega. Eric, he wanted oh, yeah. to fight before the end of the year. You, you know, get me on the, get me on the uh, November card. Get me on the December card. Get me on the January, February. You know, and it kept getting pushed February. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Korean Zombie. This is where it's very telling because if you looked at the odds a few days ago, maybe a few weeks ago, this fight was a lot closer. And then Volkanovski had an interview where a reporter told him, oh, like, uh, as we know, Korean Zombie has that injured left shoulder. And everyone forgot that Korean Zombie was dealing with an injury, right? That's why this fight got delayed so much is because in February, uh, where the fight was supposed to happen, Korean Zombie said, or in March, I believe it was, I forget. He said, I can't take the fight. I'm injured. A title shot. He said, I can't do it. I'm injured. And so, again, I, and, you know, he was supposed to, I think he was supposed to be out till June, the Korean Zombie. Eric. Mm. And so I don't think that shoulder is 100% healed. And I just think that's why these odds are so they, they just got flipped like crazy. And then that's why Volkanovski is such a huge favor. I mean, I think Volkanovski is going to get the fourth round TKO, yeah. something like that. Um, I don't think this is going to go to a decision like Korean zombie is great. He's a great striker. He's great versus shorter opponents. If you look at some of his finishes in his career, Eric, it comes to shorter dudes like Frankie Edgar. And so, um, it, you know, you think it's in its advantage, but then again, it's Alexander Volkanovsky, right? And so he's got the shoulder injury, supposed to be out till June. He's a good striker. He does dip and counter. Uh, he's very good at that. But Volkanovsky, all he's got to do to counter is kick the calf, kick the calf, kick the calf. What did Ortega do to, to, to the Korean zombie in their fight? Just beat the shit out of his legs. Kick the calf. Kick the calf. Volkanovski's going to do the same thing, and his shots hurt too. He's going to just beat the shit out of that calf. And Korean Zombie Man is just, I don't know. He's a, he's a forward-backwards type fighter, right? We saw it against Ortega. He's a forward-backwards. If you get him to go in circles, if you start circling him, it, it's troubling for him. And I think Volkanovski just has all the elements, the assets, the skill to just get a TKO win here because he's not a guy who's going to knock people out of Volkanovski, right? He doesn't have the power. Like he, he pieces you up, but get, getting to the later rounds of when Korean zombies, like just the shit was kicked out of him, beat out of him. Like it's yeah. going to be a fourth round TKO. I think fourth or fifth, I'd say fourth okay. to go be safe. Fourth okay. TKO. And yeah, I think that's under, it sucks that it's under 720 because 
he will win, but it will ruin your parlay odds. But you'll have, yeah. you know, 720. Yeah. I, I, I know, and that, that's why, okay, I'm not going to lie. Going to this, the only fight, so usually when I bet, I like to bet on who I think is going to win, <clears throat> who I think is going to win, and who I like. So this fight is the first fight that I'm going to bet against the person I want to win. Because mm. I really want Korean Zombie to win, obviously. But Why, obviously? I don't think... Because that's my guy. Don't worry. Oh, okay. okay. So that's my... Hey, I've been following Korean Zombie for a while. Okay? Don't forget. And also, like... Just don't worry. That's my guy. So... Isn't Song Yadong your guy, too? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can know, see I correlations, see... man. You can <laughs> see the correlations I can there. see the pattern here. <laughs> you can see a pattern. But also, it, 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 hey, that's my... I, I go in UFC. You know, I, I like... Yeah, 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 yeah. But, okay. People sleep on Korean Zombie, man. Like, look... The, well, this, this fight is special, of, yeah. No, this is the type of guy. He has knockout power. All of his fights before his last, the last two fights, <laughs> this, either he's been knocked or he's been finished or he finished someone. So, okay, l- l- let me go back in his his first two fights. We'll forget about those first two fights. But his first, okay, his first fight in UFC, he fights uh, Leonard Garcia, finishes him with a twister, man. This is the type of fight, fighter we're talking about. A twister, man. You know the twister. We, we love the twisters, you know. So, finish him with a twister. And this was a guy that he fought previously and he lost a split decision. So that's yep. his first fight in the UFC. And then goes, gets another KO. And then fights Dustin Poirier. Gets a TKO. Poirier, man. This is, you don't play with Poirier. Uh, you don't play with Poirier. And then yeah. fights Jose Aldo um, for the belt. And as we know, Jose Aldo, he's good. And we're talking about the shoulder. He gets uh, his uh, shoulder left. injured that fight. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's left or right, but he got his shoulder injured that fight. So that's why, that's why he lost the fight. He was also... Um, he was actually winning. I uh, know he was losing that fight. He got taken down a bunch. So he was losing that fight, but his shoulder got messed up. So he lost that fight. And then goes, beats Bermudez. So he comes back from a, a four-year layoff. Two of those years, um, it's because he was in the army. Because in Korea, you have to serve the army for two years. So four years later, comes back. First fight back. Doesn't lose anything. Beats Bermudez, a really good fighter. And then after, fights Yari Rodriguez. Win- about, to w- about to win the whole fight. One second left in the fight. One second left in the fight. Because hit with a spinning elbow. One second left in the fight. So he was going to win the fight if he lasted one more second. A spinning so obviously, elbows, man. But I consider too many of those. Exactly. I consider it a win. Like, I wouldn't consider it a win. But I, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's a great fight. Um, and then fights. Renato Moicano knocks him out. Frank's Frankie Egger knocks him out. You, you see, man? These are some big mm, wins here. And then um, the only fight that scares me. Talking about this fight is. He fight. He fought Brian Ortega pretty recently, two years ago now. Yeah, he lost by decision, and he got outstruck, got out everything. He, like he and I mean, Ortega give kudos did. to Ortega. Like, look exactly. what Ortega did against Volkanovski. Like, Ortega is not the same fighter he once was. Yeah. Uh, you know, these past two fights against the Korean Zombie and Volkanovski, he's looked great. So I would just exactly. say that was just a, a resurgent Brian Ortega. I wouldn't exactly. blame him too much. Yeah, but it's still the fact that if you compete, Ortega, if Ortega mm-hmm. dominates Korean Zombie, and then Volkanovski basically dominates Ortega, yeah. what does Volkanovski? You know, there's a food chain to this thing. Yeah. Right? You know, there's a food chain. Food chain. So <laughs> I like that. But hey, the, the thing is, I really like Korean Zombie. Um, he, he fought uh, Dan uh, Dan Ige last fight. He, he he beat him pretty decisively. I just think, hey. If there's someone that has punching power in this division, it's the Korean zombie. Not a lot Bro. of people have punching power in the division. Korean and not a lot of that's exactly it. Featherweights, there's usually no not a lot of knockouts in the featherweight exactly. division, right? Exactly. And so but yeah. Most of these come from Korean. That's zombie. why, because like Korean, you could t- you can 
make the same comparison to it's not the same, but like Korean and Gilbert in this fight card, right? Two good fighters, and they're both being put against some great, some other great fighters, and that's why their odds are so lopsided. Even though Korean Zombie is maybe the best striker in the division, uh, in the featherweight division, and so uh, it's just he's got he's got the striking game, and I don't know, it, like you said, like it, if he can land some shots on Volkanovski, some clean shots, like and jump on it and jump on his opportunities, exactly. maybe I just think Volkanovski is smarter than that, yeah. and he knows. At this point, when you put those two together, it's, what, three-dimensional fighter versus a one-dimensional fighter, I guess? Korean Zombie is a forward-backward fighter, right? Yeah. Striking, striking, striking. Volkanovski knows that. He's, he did it against Ortega, too. Ortega's a, not, you know, he's, he looked great. His striking looked great against the Korean Zombie, right? It looked great against the Korean Zombie, Ortega striking. And, but against Volkanovski, he just couldn't get anything going. And Volkanovski, like, instead of that, yeah. that neck triangle there, or the, uh, the guillotine, um, Besides that, Volkanovski, yeah, like you said, dominated him. Uh, even though yeah. Ortega looked good, uh, I just think he's going to do the same thing versus the Korean zombie. I just, yeah. Can I just say this? What I'm not gonna lie, this might sound crazy. What I'm about to say, but this fight is giving me a lot of Pena, Amanda Nunes vibes. I'm not even gonna lie. Whoa. A very contra- Hey, don't forget, Pena is very uh, in her division. She wasn't even that highly ranked. She she, yeah, she had a loss a and then a win. She had a loss and then a wait wait, wait. hey she had a loss and then a win right. So very similar to what um, Korean Zombies had. Amanda Nunes looked unbeatable, right? As we yep. said. And then Pena looked, and then she's, I think Pena might have even been a bigger underdog than this. I'm pretty sure. Like, uh, maybe, actually. I think I think 800 was like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah. Under 800. it's not that crazy to believe that Chen Jun-sung might win. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I might be a bit biased here. But I'm just saying this because just to recap the whole, my whole parlay. Yeah. Um. I have everyone plus Volkanovski in this Except fight, obviously. What? For what? For are you saying they're all favorites except one underdog? Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying just to like, I, like that's why yeah, I have yeah, my yeah. parlay. But if one of those mess up in my parlay, I'm not gonna lie. The only thing I'm doing is I'm putting fifty dollars on Chen Jun Sung yeah. and making my money Praying. back. That's hey, that, that's how I see it. If my if my thing doesn't pan out, I'm I'm just gonna. Th- throw in the towel and put change on some fifty dollars. You know, dude, that's yeah. It's both like I'm just saying. This is a heart. Like, if Mike Parlay hits, like I'll be astonished, honestly, because man, you look at some of these odds and it's it's not crazy to think one of these could be an upset. It's not crazy to think. I mean, yeah. there's a possibility. I mean, we know Hamza, but we just haven't seen enough of Hamza because he's been so dominant. What happens when he goes it. against? Stip, do not worry about it. I'm telling you, if there's a guarantee, is that right? Sterling, Jordan Yan, like we don't know. Stib, if I'm telling you right now, if Hamza doesn't win, man, yeah, tell me what like I like. I'm telling you, like, all I don't even know what I'd do. Like, I'm telling you, you it's a guarantee. Show? I'll, I'll do, bro, I'll buzz my, I don't, I'll buzz my hair, but like, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll talk film though, Eric. I don't know. We'll okay, bring it up, though, look, I'm telling you, Hamza is a guaranteed win. Don't even worry about it. I'm telling you, if you worry about the Hamza, I'm telling you, do not worry about that. <laughs> or else I will start worrying about everything. Exactly. Do not if if you worry about yeah exactly, bro. You do not worry about that fight. Let me take care of that pressure. If you want to put pressure on that fight, put it on me. Don't worry. No, I, I'm confident put, in Hamzat too. I'm telling you, everybody, just throw in Hamzat in the parlay, man. Just do it. Just, just do it. It's a free It's a free bet. Okay, to recap our parlays. Rosenstreak, uh, Ian Gary. I got Pichel. I might okay. put in my parlay. I don't know. Mark Madsen, whatever. <laughs> Eric, maybe. 
you decide, <laughs> viewers, what you want to do. Uh, Tisha Torres, we both got in our parlay. Hamzat, Pyotr, and then Volkanovsky. It's not a big payout. You're going to have to drop some money if you want to make some money, obviously, because the odds are killing you. Uh, they're really, it's not a, it's not a parlay friendly odds, uh, for us. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was another episode of the Stephen Zang show, USC 273. Thank you so much for watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify. We uh, very much appreciate it. And, uh, we'll be back, uh, next week for our next week's episode. We'll see you guys later or until then. Peace. Roll the outro.